0: Are things better or worse the second time around? Can we really do anything more than once or than once or than, than once more than once? Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace and Ant this week. Malik yeah, is up? out. What's up, y'all?
1: What's up? He's he's scouting right now. He's scouting in the draft for the you know for later on.
0: That's true. He's down there in Georgia, again, ready to go to Indianapolis to scout that draft. He will be possibly at the uh, what's that bowl game down there? Not the Sugar Bowl. What's the bowl game that takes place in Atlanta? Uh, I Yeah, uh, I genuinely can't remember. Hold on, I think I can't it's, remember right now. Is it Alabama or Cincinnati, or are they? Play? No, they're playing in the Wolverine. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta figure this out. But you know what? If you wanted that kind of information, you'd be at CBS Sports. That's not what we're about. <laughs> keep it 100 like the Cotton Bowl that's right somehow the Cotton Bowl is not played in Dallas the Cotton Bowl is played in Arlington, Texas
1: yeah that makes no sense right there
0: the actual Cotton Bowl is in Dallas it's a stadium called the Cotton Bowl that's why they built it I don't get that um, the only oh the Peach Bowl was played in Georgia tonight and Michigan State came back and one ruined everybody's line bets on Pittsburgh I thought you bet the other way honestly I didn't bet that one um, my big swing of the night is on is on Arizona State, who are getting pummeled right now in the Las Vegas Bowl, but Wisconsin, because I figured Wisconsin would just kind of be through, and Arizona State is getting eight, and right now they are tied. If Arizona State is getting eight, because Wisconsin is up 14-6 and they have the ball, so that's not going well. If everybody's watching on ESPN, for me, but hey, just last, like, hmm?
1: also, no, I was just going to say, just let our, our listeners know we're actually recording this on Thursday. Yes. Just as a good note, because you know, this usually comes out, I believe, on Friday.
0: Yes. It usually comes out Friday mornings if you want to get up early and listen to it. It'll come out right around, I want to say one thirty-two, usually drops with the links. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify and Podbean, and wherever you get your podcasts and podcast Addict. And tune in and not Stitcher. We're not on Stitcher yet. We still haven't come to an agreement with them, but We're going to figure
1: that out. We're going up. We're going in different spots here.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, tune in radio for all of you uh, old school heads out there. But um, I'm just going to go over the college picks this week real quick. All right. Um, I know y'all really don't tune in for that, but I know a lot of people like it. We got Michigan at UG versus UGA in the first semifinal or the second semifinal game. Michigan is getting seven and a half their running back is a bit banged up, but I'm going with Michigan getting seven and a half because I don't think UGA can blow anybody out. They can stop you from scoring, but they can't really score themselves. And Stetson Bennett is a pretty bad quarterback. So I really have very little faith in him being able to actually score the ball. UGA's defense is kind of all world and they might actually have 17 players drafted from this team. But that being said, I think Michigan can keep it within a touchdown. Cincinnati is still getting 13 and a half points against Alabama. And the one thing that Cincinnati has going for them in order to cover this game, which I think they will, is the fact that they have the two best corners out of any team and the best secondary out of any team in a college football playoff. So therefore with Alabama's one of their best receivers hurt and Michi, they're going to be able to double the one uh, great wide receiver that they have left. And as long as they actually rush the passer, well, which is what they do in Cincinnati they have one of the top five defenses all year. They should be able to hold Alabama close enough to keep it within 10 points. And, and you're picking any of these games or no?
1: Oh, no, I'm not going to be picking any of these games. I'm you know, going to save my money for the NFL games. I'm not too confident in myself on that one. If anything, uh, I'll just be picking any team that has record my favorite players that I want to get the, my team to get drafted. Uh, that's the wrong way to go. So you don't do that, folks.
0: That's true. Utah, rest, next up, we got the Rose Bowl with Utah at Ohio State. Ohio State is giving four to Utah. I'm taking Utah because Ohio State, the way that they lost to Michigan, I have no faith in them. And the fact that a lot of their top players have opted out of the Rose Bowl lets me know that they're not really uh, that happy to be playing in this. And Utah has not have any, had any opt-outs as of yet. And then next up, we have a Blue Sugar Bowl with Baylor and Mississippi. I'm leaning heavily towards Baylor. Because I just don't have much faith in Mississippi's offense. I believe uh, Matt Corral has opted out. He's not going to end up playing in this game. He's one of the top quarterback picks. So, Bohannon, the starter for Baylor all year, and that defense is going to get a lot done. Um, I believe Drummond is also opting out. He is a Mississippi State wide receiver as a junior, 6'1, 220. He's probably going to be coming out. Caught for 900 yards this year, 67 catches. So the top two offensive producers from Mississippi are going to be out. Pay attention to the guys who are backups. Maybe they might be uh, trying to put some good film out there to get a starting spot next year because Lane Kiffin doesn't look like he's going back to USC. So, Or he's not going to USC or anywhere else. And Wake Forest is minus 16 and a half playing Rutgers, which I still can't understand how that's possible being as bad as Rutgers is. I would bet my life on this game. Uh, Wake Forest is kind of one of the better teams and the fact that they were almost able to win the ACC shows me a lot and their quarterback is actually going to be playing because he still needs to put some more good film out there and crushing Rutgers in the easy bowl game is uh, something to do in the Sun Bowl. So we will see. And we go back to NFL. Mm -hmm. So, all right.
1: Yes. You know, I'd like to say one thing before we go into the NFL thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, know we, I know we usually give our shout outs at the end of the thing, but mm-hmm. I do like to start this by giving a, um, a silent shout out to um, John Madden. You know, he's basically got me way into more football than I was before. Originally, I was just quite like an off and on Jets fan or whatever, just watching Jets show, you know, Jets games or whatever. But when I started getting into um, Madden the video game, when Madden actually had his voice on it, I actually got more into football then and actually got to learn more about football and stuff like that and actually turned it tuned me into watching more football and getting really into it and stuff like that. I don't know about you, Ace, if you have anything to say about this. Because I know you yeah. might have more to say than I do.
0: I was big into watching him play, and I love the fact that it was him in Summerall. Because Pat Summerall had that kind of announcer voice and he made everything sound super, duper special. But the fact that John Madden could explain, like, I do remember when they started making fun of him with um, Frank, that guy from Mad TV. I can't even remember his last name, now. Frank something. And his impression was dead on, which is why it was so hilarious. And it it wasn't until then that I pointed out, like, how simply and without much ego, John Madden wasn't really trying to make himself seem like the smartest person in the room. He just kind of explained the way the game worked. And as a young kid watching that, it really just helped me to be able to understand football a lot more, like understand what a zone blitz is and what is, you know, like what these things were that people were doing. And just him calling those games of the Giants in the uh, early 90s. When LT was still out there, even the late 80s, I remember one or two of those and him calling that Super Bowl. I want to say it was like either the 89 or 1990 Super Bowl. Him calling those games of the Raiders. It was really impressive. And yeah, shout out to him, man. He was a legend. And, you know, the game will go on. And the fact that he's attached to, like, Madden has become an institution. They had an NFL 2K football, which honestly wasn't as good. I do remember that game on um, Sega Dreamcast and like, PlayStation, Mm -hmm. which which a few people would try to, like, actually rock, but, like, nobody was really with it.
1: I mean, at the time, it had the, it had the better graphics, but it still couldn't compete with Madden. And it definitely, when Madden, because at the time, Madden actually was still a, more of a part of a game and stuff like that. So yeah. he was definitely making sure that you actually learned something about football while he was playing it at the same time, especially I don't, a lot of people didn't. I know I did. I did always kept on going to the training modes and stuff like that. It was actually showing where to actually run to the gap. He was actually explaining, breaking it down in there, the game itself, which they don't actually do anymore. But... I actually wish they still kept that, that feature in there with him explaining stuff.
0: They did used to do that a little bit more. But my favorite part was the first Madden they ever got was Madden 92, which was the one where they actually, if a guy got hurt, they brought out the little stretcher. Or they brought up the little ambulance onto the field and they would him <laughs> and, like, take him off. And the NFL apparently didn't like that because it was like too real of like how bad this guy was hurt. But I was as a kid, I was like, oh, this is very like cartoony. It was a video game, so it didn't seem real, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize they they, they had their image to protect even back then." So it was kind of funny to me.
1: Hey, it's it goes with the logo. If it's in the game, it's in the game. Like, come if on it's now, in the game's real.
0: If It's in the game. It's in the game. That's true. And um, I don't think Malik has texted us his pics, but yeah, I was you trying got... to
1: text. I was trying to text him a beef, um, through Facebook and his regular phone, but he's not responding. So I'm guessing he's he's basically. Yeah, MIA right now. So we're just going to have his picks later on somewhere.
0: Yeah, I'll post those to the blog. and I'll probably put them up on the Patreon as well for everybody out there. Me and Malik both went 10 and 6 last week out of 16 games. Anthony went 8 and 8. So he is in uh, third place. Me and Malik are still tied for first. We had the same exact record again.
1: Oh, man, I, I, I had a bad week. This is not good. Especially what happened with um with, um with Houston. I can't mm. believe that actually happened. I couldn't even believe they actually won the game.
0: Houston. Chicago and also what was the other one that was kind of like that just got out of hand? Not Cincinnati. Um oh at not Atlanta, it was the Chargers. The oh, Chargers yeah. kind of killed me. They were laying nine and a half, and I was like, Oh, there's no way that they're gonna lose. They're gonna blow the doors off that team. And then it was just all downhill from <laughs> jumping that one. You know? Um the Chargers, anybody who's who better reason.
1: against Cincinnati as well.
0: Yeah. And also, I'm kind of glad that I took the Raiders. I wasn't shocked that they covered. They were at home. They only needed to win by two. And that beatdown that the Cowboys put on uh, Washington, I wish I would have put that on the ticket. But I only am winning on uh, two out of the three games that I bet on last week. But that's still not bad going 60%. Um, but we're going to get into it this week.
1: Yes. This time for me to catch up, hopefully
0: and yeah during i guess during the week 18 which is kind of enjoyable we will be um talking about some of the prospects for the draft and we will also be previewing the uh playoffs and i'll be uh, talking about some of the nba games which i know everybody who's following us on twitter is kind of happy about because the majority of the games that i've been putting out are just been shooting one or two and those are actually been coming through pretty nicely so i hope See. you guys are on those
1: See what happens when you, when you follow a social media accounts? Get extra, extra materials.
0: Exactly. All for free, too. All for free. I'm um, not trying to run one of these scam uh, Discord groups. from charging people $50 just to subscribe. Just That's $50? Right on their own. I know. I know. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I like some of the stuff that I see with people talking about on there. But anyways, um, first up, we got Jacksonville at New England. There's no Thursday game this week, so we're jumping right into the Saturday games. We got Jacksonville at New England jacksonville is getting 14 and a half points um, (laughs) on the road oh wait that's not the the saturday game is no no, oh there are no january 1 games they're playing all the games on sunday
1: wow that's because usually i think i think you're correct yeah, I think before they used to have at least have a Saturday game this week as well, but not this week. That you know No,
0: it is. They, they did used to do that. But now it's coinciding with the um the January to January 1st bowl game. So they don't want to, you know, they don't want to compete too much with college. It's kind of their agreement, like not to knock it off because also ESPN is a partner of the NFL. So they don't want them to dominate constantly.
1: Yeah. ESPN is trying to make that money.
0: Exactly. So. Yeah, they people are going to tune into the Rose Bowl no matter who's playing. Even though it's Utah, it's still Ohio State, so they're going to draw a number um, and a big one too. Even though nobody's actually like, you can still get tickets to the Rose Bowl right now if you actually want to go. As crazy <laughs> as that sounds, they've only they've only sold sixty thousand tickets to a stadium, and seats a hundred four thousand people. So there's still wow. plenty of tickets available.
1: I'll wait to the last 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 minute and just buy cheap, buy dirt yeah. cheap.
0: Safer than going on a cruise, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs>
1: Jacksonville
0: here yeah Jacksonville at New England New England is laying 14 and a half to Jacksonville and even with all of that said I am still winning towards New England James Robinson is out for the year which means Carlos Hyde is going to have to play um he's not going to be able to sit up these last two games Triple Lawrence unfortunately is only going to have a three win first season of his first year um no two win season they are two and 13 which is essentially the same record I believe they almost had last year when they got him, number one overall mm-hmm. pick. And it looks like they were potentially in the number one overall pick again this year. Um, they're definitely going to lose this game, and I think will actually covers. Not too many of the players in Jacksonville complain cold weather, and the fact that they're playing j doesn't really help them. The over-under on this is 43-and-a-half, and I'm going to take the over.
1: Go ahead, Ant. Well, I'm going to take the under, but I'm still taking on New England on this one. New England is a well-oiled machine. The difference is what they call, they both have rookie quarterbacks. The difference is New England has your actual better coach, better team, better overall thing here. Jacksonville's a mess. Unfortunately, they, they might actually be set back for five more years. Hopefully, you know, it, this usually happens when you have to get a new system and everything like that in place. And, of course, this last draft kind of screwed over Trevor Lawrence a little bit. Yeah, he got his buddy or whatever, but he still needs a left tackle or whatever like that on his team. But as far as for the focus of this team right now, currently, from what I saw last week, as far as Jacksonville is concerned, they're in trouble right there. I can understand why you're going to do the over, but I have a a strange feeling that Belichick's going to be Belichick He's, he's the rookie. He's the murderer of rookies, and he's going to quite shut Trevor Lawrence down. You're going to mostly see New England scoring points, and I can see them scoring maybe 40 points, blowing them out, and leaving them with less than three, wow. which is basically zero. So I'm going to go <laughs> with New England and the underness.
0: All right, there you have it, folks. Next up, we got Las Vegas trying to make the playoffs at the Indianapolis Colts. We're still trying to make the playoffs. I believe this game is actually one of the biggest um, – implications of who's actually going to make the playoffs because right now indianapolis is number one wild card and las vegas is eight and seven and if whoever loses this game is basically out this is a loser leaves town kind of game if indianapolis loses this game they're still they're two games behind tennessee with no chance of catching them um these aren't really division rivals but the good part about this game is it makes it easy to bet because both of these teams are dome teams I don't know if Darren Waller is going to be healthy enough to play, and even if he is, it's going to be three weeks out and him coming back from COVID as well. Indianapolis seems to be the healthier team, and even though Carson Wentz probably won't have end up playing because he just entered the protocols, they still have Jonathan Taylor-Thomas. So they're going to be able to get this done. So I got to take Jacksonville, even though they're laying six-and-a-half at home. I you believe in they're in their defense more. Indianapolis. I'm sorry, what did I say? You said Jacksonville. I gotta take Indianapolis and Jonathan Taylor Thomas to win this one for me. He should be the NFL MVP, but that's a whole other story. And I'm also gonna take the over at 45 points. damn.
1: Well, I'm taking the Indianapolis as well. I'm taking because they have the, they're gonna have the future NFL MVP. I well, they might actually screw him over and give it to Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but in my opinion, he should be an uh, MVP as well. Definitely take the Indiana. Taking Indiana in the over. This is gonna be a blood a bloodbath. I definitely can see both teams scoring over 45 points in this match uh, because they're going to be desperate to be in the, getting the playoffs.
0: Yes. And next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Jersey Jets. Actually, I will call them the New York Jets. They managed to win a game last week, which Anthony was probably not happy about because it lowered their draft pick. No, actually, I was actually happy. Either way, I'm going to it.
1: It doesn't matter to me on this right now because um, when it comes to the um, win or loss, I just want to see this team win. I mean, this team be good and actually get better. But anyway, what you were saying? Well, they're
0: getting better every week. And the fact that they're getting 13 and a half points, which I just think is absurd against a Tampa Bay team that still doesn't have Chris Godwin, they don't have Leonard Fournette. And they were able to win last week. But um, I wouldn't keep going to the well too many times on that one with uh, Tampa Bay. They were able to beat up a pretty sorry Panthers team on the road. But the Jets have a much better defense than the Panthers, and they actually have a better quarterback situation than the Panthers right now. Darnold got benched in Cam, and Cam was actually able to score. So that really shows how bad Darnold kind of has been all season for them, even though he started out 3-0. It looked good in the beginning, but I guess it was all smoke and mirrors. That I,
1: I kind of told you that who was actually yeah. actual real quarterback on that team, but nobody th- believed me.
0: It, and if the Jets don't have to worry about a team running the ball on them, because um, Ronald Jones is just not it. They really can get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and Tampa Bay has a pretty good offensive line. Tampa's uh, linebackers are very good. They are not great because they've kind of been worn down, and I think they're going to kind of slack off this game. They did not last week against since, against Carolina, but they didn't have to worry about Carolina so much. The Jets are actually trying to win, and they play hard every game. And Robert Salah is going to come up with a good defense to slow this Tampa team down. And from his days with San Francisco, he knew them well, and like he was able to beat them to get into the playoffs. Therefore, I'm going with the Jets to cover on this one. I'm going to take the under. There's no way these teams score over 50 points. Over under is 49 and a half. That's really high for this one, in my opinion. Go ahead and.
1: Yeah. Um- I don't know. We must be on the same wavelength on wavelength this week, maybe because Malik is not, not here to you know to <laughs> off balance or so whatever. But I'm gonna have to take the Jets in the under two. I don't know if the Jets is gonna win this game, or whatever, but I'm definitely okay. taking them in the under. Last week, um, they had their tight ends coach um basically as the head coach as because Robert Salah was out for COVID, but this uh-huh. team still came together, this team still fought um for the um the tight ends coach and they, they played well together. And I saw that um the after game or whatever. Quite the owner basically gave the game ball to the tight ends coach and Salah popped up on the screen. Quite the quite um, the whole team was cheering or whatever. They still fighting. They still believe they they already know they're out. They already know they're eliminated for the season, but they still fighting hard. They're still trying to get better. And quite, I can see this team building up in years to come. At the same time, you got Brady on the other side, or he's gonna, is gonna be Brady to the Antonio Brown show all day, all day and like he's gonna have to go against those um rookie tight end and first year tight ends, but I mean um cornerbacks. But I can still see that this is going to be the Jets and the under in this one. I, like I said, I don't know if they're going to win this, but Tampa Bay, you are right, you are correct on this. As far as they get to the playoffs, Tampa Bay is going to look at the Jets and maybe they think he can slack a little bit. Maybe Tom Brady might throw another tablet on the ground, you know, in about the second quarter to put some fire <laughs> up to them so they can actually win the game. But for now, I am going to go Jets and the under in this one.
0: Also, the fact that Mike Evans is very dinged up and um, he's not going to be at one hundred percent, so he's not going to just be able to throw him fades all day. So it's going to make it a little bit harder for them to score through the air. They will have like Bronx, it, uh, but even still.
1: I do want to say this one thing. I, I, love, I quite love my dude, Darius. He He's coming back. He's one of my favorite players this, um, this year, but he needs to slack off, you know, for this for this week, you know, take a little breather, you know, because your brother has him in court fantasy and I have to face him. And, you know, I don't need him to go off of me this week like he did last week or against when your brother won. Yeah.
0: yeah. And there are five teams in the NFC that have already locked up, uh, playoffs spots. Tampa, Tampa's already won their division at 11 and four green Bay's won their division at 12 and three. The Rams have locked up a playoff spot at 11 and four. Arizona has locked up a playoff spot at 10 and five and Dallas has won their division at 11 and four. Arizona Being is only, Arizona's in there guaranteed because wow. they won 10 games. So once you win 10 games, basically you're in the NFC because nobody else can really win 10 games except for Philadelphia, San Francisco, and they would have to win both of their next two games to just get to 10 wins, which means with seven playoff teams, Arizona can't get knocked out. So because there aren't two buys anymore, Arizona's guaranteed in. And as crazy as that is, Chicago is technically, I guess Chicago and Seattle are out because Chicago beat Seattle last week because they can only get to seven wins and they won't have a tiebreaker against enough teams in order to get in. So it's actually Chicago. looking like Philadelphia at eight and seven will still probably make the playoffs because they're in right so, now.
1: So Chicago mm-hmm. can't make it in?
0: I don't believe so. So winning for Chicago right now.
1: Man, it's this, is a, this is a win. Actually, this wait, is easy that true? win this week. This is like a bye week for the Chicago this week.
0: Chicago's in ninth. Yeah. Chicago's in ninth because they lost to Carolina. Had they beaten Carolina, they yeah, if they were six and nine, they could actually still make the playoffs. Because they could wow. win two they could win two more they're, yeah, there's two more games for them to win and they could get to eight wins. And They could be eight and nine. So 8-9 teams is going to get into the playoffs for the NFC, most likely.
1: Wait, so Chicago plays the Giants this week. Who do they play next week?
0: Mm, I believe it's Minnesota. They could win the next two games and actually have seven wins in this play. Wow. So Meanwhile, wow. last year they won the very last game of the season when they and eight, snuck in.
1: Wow, next, next week is going to be a battle because I can see them beating the, the Giants this week. But we'll get to that when we get to that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Next up, we got the L.A. Rams at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are eight and seven, and they are barely holding on to a playoff spot. So, that being said, wait, no. No, the Ravens aren't holding on to a playoff spot. The Ravens are in sixth. So, they're not even in the, in the wild card yet. They're kind of in the hunt because Miami is eight and seven. So, Miami is in there. The Chargers, the Raiders, the Vegas. Yep, the Raiders in Baltimore, and also Pittsburgh and Cleveland are playing this week. We're going to get to those games later. I'm leaning towards the Ravens, getting three and a half points at home. I know what the Ravens are. Right? Mm-hmm. No, but Tyler Huntley is, and the fact that okay. Tyler Huntley played as well as he did on that 31-30 loss mm-hmm. leads me to believe that they can cover this game as well, and they're at home, and they're playing a team in L.A. who does not play in the cold, and they're coming from West to East, so it's that extra hook, so if you can't get this for three and a half, I would not bet this game, But because we're getting in line right now at three and a half, and the over-under, on this is 40 and a half, I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take Baltimore for the cover. Yeah, Dan. I'm
1: taking Baltimore, too, but I'm taking Baltimore and the under in this one. Um, I, I can actually see them actually pulling this off against the Rams on this, even though my early um MVP was, you know, Stafford has kind of fallen off a little bit lately, in my opinion. Huh. But I don't see him actually beating Baltimore. If you're saying that Hutton back, I mean, Hutton going to be playing. They're actually they're quite – I actually have a little bit of confidence in them. Yeah. Hopefully, they can – Baltimore can steer the ship right because I actually do want to see them in the playoffs. And this is a dangerous team, especially when they all come together fully healthy. So I'm hoping for it. and so I'm praying for this, and I think it's going to happen. So I'm going to go Baltimore and under in this one.
0: Well, if Baltimore doesn't make the playoffs, it's most likely that I a Miami or the Chargers as well, because all of those teams, there's four teams in the AFC that are eight and seven. So only one of them can make it at that record. Indianapolis, I know the AFC is actually really interesting. The parity across the league is kind of uncanny this year. It's amazing how so many teams are within one or two games of each other. And I'm actually
1: but, torn apart now because now it's Baltimore, and I actually like Miami because, you know, my Jets are mm-hmm. breaks you out of it. Actually, I can't believe I'm saying this as a Jet fan. I actually like Miami, maybe because of the coach or whatever, but I like Miami and I really want to see them in the playoffs soon.
0: But anyway, it would be nice. Yeah. But if Baltimore hadn't gone for, um, let's put it like this, and Baltimore had gone for the time, one of those games, and actually gotten it, they would actually be in the playoffs right now. They would actually be in the South seed. That's neither here nor there. They kept going for two and they kept not making it. They got one of those. Maybe they get the win, and it's a whole different story.
1: You got to reevaluate yourself in offseason coaching. But anyway.
0: Next up, we got Kansas City at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is getting five and a half at home against Kansas City. I am leaning towards Kansas City in this one. Um, Cincinnati needs this for the division. Kansas City has already won their division. But if if Kansas City wants to get overall number one seed and get a bye, they need to win this game. Not that they need it, but being able to rest up and have that Super Bowl go through Kansas City is a tough win to get. As we saw with uh, Brady getting there in 2018, they had to have the game of his life, So to light that team up for like 48 something points, just to be able to get there. I don't see anybody beating Kansas City right now, so to give me Kansas City winning by a touchdown is a pretty easy one. The over/under is 43 and a half. I'm going to take, I'm going to take KC and the over, and I'm going to lay those points. Good
1: i feel like you're watching my paper here but um i'm gonna go with casey as well i'm taking them into mm. over the only reason i'm going with this is because casey is little by little throughout the year they people have been sleeping on them they actually got a little bit better even when players are out they actually have been getting better they fit um they know how to actually win games reed learned how to win games i should say but then you have um cincinnati on the other side i know casey's defense which is very dangerous it's going to look at like, um, how Cincinnati basically and Joe Burrow throwing up those 500 points last week, talking a little trash in the media. Casey's defense is not going to want to hear that. They don't want to, you know, Joe Burrow going two two weeks in a row, 500 points, you know, putting up on the back-to-back defenses. So they're going to shut him down. So I'm going to go to Casey. I'm taking it over in this one because Kay- Casey's basically morphing back to championship KC. That's what it seems like. I mean, yeah. We remember camp- championship Casey when they scored 40-something points on their own. So I'm going to go with Casey yeah.
0: on that one. Five straight weeks for wins, man. They've been crushing it for a while. It's been over a month and a half. They mm-hmm. kind of stumbled around week seven to nine, and then it's just they've just been on fire since about week 10 and 11. So they no to reason to doubt them. Um, next up, we have the two teams that are really playing for the least right now. It's funny because <laughs> the Giants own both of these first-round draft picks. So if they lose, <laughs> they actually get a worse draft pick even overall, which I think the Bears are a six-win team, so I think they're going to win this game. The Giants are at the Bears. The Bears are laying six of the Giants, which lets you know how bad the Giants are. Um, I believe Saquon is gonna play. I don't know how many healthy receivers they have, which is the one weakness of Chicago Bears is their secondary. It's that six points, which is kind of like a perfect spread. I really don't want there's no difference between this being four and a half or five or six. So whether or not that line moves down a point and a half or so, if more people start betting the Giants. Either way, I'm gonna be taking the Chicago Bears. Um, the Giants defense just kind of falling apart. And the fact that Chicago was able to beat Seattle at home lets me know a lot. And if they can beat a better quarterback like Russell Wilson with better wide receivers than the Giants have right now, unless Saquon has the game of his life, I really don't see Chicago losing this game. So I'm going to take Chicago, and I'm going to take the over, which is 44 and a half. And you can go ahead, Am.
1: Well, um. I wonder if David Gediman is in the back room. You know, that that meme when they show the guy and he's with the conspiracy with the strings all over the place. I wonder yes. if he's thinking about that when it comes to the draft picks. Like, you know what? If we, lo- if we lose here, we're going to move up here. If Chicago wins, you know, they moved up. Chicago loses. They're going to go down there and stuff like that. How are we going to line our draft board? David Getman is basically going to be out of it anyway. He might try to pretend to retire or something like they're that. They're already talking about
0: replacing him, too.
1: Of course, because you know he's going to retire. I'm going to put quotations around that. Retire? Yeah, he's getting fired. That's what is going to happen.
0: They but pay as, him to leave, so.
1: as far as for uh, Saquon Barkley is not is not the is not the quarterback that is in um what's his name Carolina that has, you know has been injured. That's <clears> not Saquon Bar- Barkley. So the real quarterback for the Giants is Jake from State Farm. So you know because what's the name is gone. So who do you trust more, Jake from State Farm or? Quite um, the one of the number one draft picks of last year's quarterback. Uh, I don't, Justin I don't Fields. know if
0: Justin Fields is going to play. They might roll out Nick Foles there again, and he was actually pretty solid last week.
1: Um, but like I said before, who are you going to trust? The, the, the Jake for, from State from our number one draft pick quarterback.
0: Either know, way, no matter, what, yeah. no
1: matter what Fields or, or what? St. Foles. They both number one draft pick quarterbacks. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Chicago on this one. No no dummy's going to pick on the Giants to win this one. I'm sorry. If the Giants can pull a Houston this week, that'll be a miracle. You know, those Saints up to them. Maybe if the Giants win this week, I'm going to put it on you, Ace, that you're going to have to call them the New York Giants next week.
0: I guess. Right now, they're the New Jersey Giants.
1: But I doubt that's going to happen, so I'm going to go with Chicago, but I'm going to take the under in this one. Because I don't believe the Giants are going to even score a point.
0: All right. Next up, we got a division battle with the Philadelphia Eagles going to the Washington football team. The Washington football team is barely hanging on for their lives to a playoff spot here. They really need to get this one. The Eagles are minus three points on the road. I usually Mm -hmm. like home dogs. What were you going to say?
1: No, I was going to say, before you make a pick, so I won't keep say, repeating myself saying that you're, you're copying off of my, my own paper here. Mm-hmm. Let me just make my pick here. I'm just going to say fly, Eagles fly, Philadelphia in the over, but back to you.
0: I was going to take Philadelphia in the under. Um, I don't have – actually, no. I, you know what it is? I like Philadelphia. I think they're going to win, but Philadelphia is only getting three points, so I'm going to take Washington. i uh, will laying three points. I'm going to take Washington. Um, it might be at three and a half. Jalen Hurts is still the starting quarterback. Miles Sanders may or may not play. Devonta Smith is okay. Um, Antonio Gibson is healthy again. Tyler Heineke is healthy again. They're all going to play. He is, there's no plan to rotate the quarterbacks. The fact that they are coming off a short week again and playing on like a Thursday game, I think that should be okay. Philadelphia's success is all in running the ball. Washington's defense is good at stopping the run. So far this year, they've been one of the better run teams. They've allowed more passing yards and they have rushing yards. And, you know, they have a pretty high time of possession as well as the team, and the third down efficiency kind of sucks. But they're pretty high up there in sacks with 34 sacks on the season. So I'm going to take Washington at home, getting three points.
1: That's actually a good pick. Um, I'm sticking with my Philadelphia in the the over in this one.
0: All right. And that is something that I had all the way, so I'm kind of glad that we didn't agree on every single thing. Next up, we have Atlanta at Buffalo. I'm going to get Hanko first on this one.
1: All right. Before I go first, um, I just like to also add in, um, my Jets pick is going to be one of my first lock. My KC pick is going to be my second lock. And oh, that's um, right. We haven't even been doing that. Yes, yeah, so I, I just gotta I remember doing it. And Philadelphia is going to be my third lock, and this is going to be my fourth lock. I'm taking Buffalo and taking Buffalo in the under in this one. Buffalo is definitely going to um, stomp a mud hole in Atlanta because I trust them more. They have a lot of weapons. So a lot of weapons are coming back. I believe Cole Beasley might be coming back this week. If he does – uh, Buffalo is just an all-passing, all-world type of team. I could definitely see him scoring a lot of points, but I don't see him scoring 49. That's kind of too much for me. But I'm definitely taking Buffalo. I'm going to take it under, under this one. I don't trust Atlanta right now. And this is going to be my fourth lock of the week.
0: All right. And my first lock of the week was Kansas City. Uh, okay. I am. I haven't really – I'm saving all the minds for the afternoon games. And what were you saying about, what did you say about, so is going to be, which, what, what was it Buffalo going to be? Your third lock oh, of the week?
1: No, this is my fourth lock, Buff, Buffalo in the under.
0: All right. Well, let's run those down at the end. So I know you got those written down, so we'll go over those.
1: Actually, yeah, let me put them down before I forget. Let me see here. All right. Yeah, you can go with the next one. I'll, I'll catch you.
0: So you got Buffalo locked in. Buffalo is giving 14 and a half points to Atlanta. Atlanta's going up there, and they actually have something to play for. Because as I pointed out, there are – uh, very few teams in the NFC that are actually seven and seven or eight and, eight and seven. So the fact that Atlanta keeps somehow finding a way to win games after I thought it was going to be like a lost season for them, they seem to be the Chicago bears of this season. So it's seven and eight. Um, I don't think the Falcons can win, but I do think the bills are much more vulnerable at home than I thought, especially after them losing to Jacksonville. So they do have some offensive skills But the Falcons, and they can't stop the Bills actually from running the ball. Um, The Falcons have mostly beaten up on bad teams, but they beat the Lions last week. They beat the Giants. They beat the Jets. They did beat Miami at Miami. They did beat New Orleans at New Orleans. And that's basically how they've made their money is beating trash teams. I don't see them beating Buffalo. But without this win, there's very little chance of them actually making the playoffs. Because with this loss, they'll be seven and nine, and they're going to have to somehow sneak in there at eight and seven. So they need this win badly, as do the Bills to actually make it into the playoffs and win the division, possibly still keep that division lead over the wing one after splitting that series, which I called that game last week. You guys doubted the Bills, but I did not. I don't think they're going to cover this week, but I do think the Bills are going to win. Atlanta's getting 14 and a half, and that's just too much. So I'm taking Atlanta for me on the road, 14 and a half.
1: Well, like I said, uh, I might have mm-hmm. doubted them last week, but I'm respect I'm putting some respect on his name, on their um their name this week. Respect the Bills. Bills are taking it. Respect Josh Allen, they're not gonna stop him. He's quite basically he's gonna he's he's trying to get that MVP.
0: Well, they got one good linebacker. So if they're smart, they'll have him spy Josh Allen the entire game.
1: If that were if that helps. Anyway, what's and, the next game?
0: I mean, it's not the Bills if Devin Singletary actually carries the ball in the first half. So we'll see about that. Next up, we got Miami at Tennessee. Um, Tennessee has both of their wide wide receivers. They got A.J. Brown and Julio Jones back healthy. They're playing a Miami team that's used in nice sunny weather, and they're going to be playing in Nashville where it is freezing cold. As we speak for Nashville, it's like 38-something degrees down there, sleet and (laughs) snow. The weather is terrible. So that's really going to lend itself to them because Miami is a throwing team. Miles Gaskin really hasn't been getting it done on the ground, and Tennessee knows how to play in that kind of weather. I'm going to take Tennessee at home, lane the three and a half. This is going to be my second lock of the week after Kansas City. In.
1: Yeah, I can't bet against Miami. They, they win, what, seven in a row? And mm-hmm. Miami and also Miami, in Miami's division is Buffalo Bills, New York Jets, and New England Patriots. All three teams are outdoor, cold weather teams. Miami knows how to play cold-water games. It could be freezing outside. Miami's still going to go there and lay, lay the smackdown. So I'm going to go with Miami. I'm gonna go with one of my favorite coaches, and I'm taking the under in this one because Tennessee is basically missing somebody in the backfield. They form their MVP um, player, so without him, their quarterback turns into a pumpkin. So I'm gonna go with Miami, and I'm taking taking them, and I'm taking the under. They're gonna beat the, beat up their for, for their former quarterback who's on Tennessee.
0: All right, their former quarterback, who? Cool. Yeah, Mariota, T- Tannehill. Oh, that's right. He actually got right with them. That's true.
1: Yeah, he, he Miami drafted them.
0: Yeah, but they don't know how to use them because they had that terrible coach from the uh, that that terrible coach from Green Bay, Joe something. You're taking what you're taking Miami as your last lock of the week.
1: No, no, no. I'm just taking Miami oh. just for the for the beatdown.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Next up, we got Houston at San Francisco. Um, Houston is not favored again this week, even though they won by a lot last week, surprisingly, over a team that we all had picked. If you were able to get that Houston money line spread, good luck to you. Houston is still the double-digit um, underdog this week at San Francisco. Trey Lance is definitely going to start because it does not look as Garoppolo is going to be able to play. He won't be healthy. But they still have – I believe it's Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa. Is it Nick, Nick Bosa is the older one. Nick Bosa is the one that went to San Francisco. It's a Bosa. It's a Bosa. <laughs> um, San Francisco's laying 12-and-a-half to Houston. Houston actually has a much better defense than I give them credit for as they beat the Chargers last week, but the Chargers were out equaler. I believe San Francisco's running backs are going to be healthy, but we'll see how Lance is going to be able to operate this. I'm going to take Houston to cover in the over-under. I'm going to take the over at 41-and-a-half. I think Houston's going to win this game. They're going to win it all. So give me Houston on the road to cover by 12-and-a-half. It's my uh, third lock of the week.
1: Yeah, this is going to be actually a hard game for me to pick here because – Houston's actually got themselves a little bit right there. They actually might have actually found their franchise quarterback. all we know, but this game is going to be rookie quarterback versus rookie quarterback. I don't, since I'm not in the, um, in the practices or whatever. So I don't see how, I don't know how Trey Lance is actually would do in a full game. It's, It's a little bit scary here to pick San Francisco, but I'm just going to take the gamble because I still Houston is still Houston in my opinion until they keep, they have to prove it to me a little bit more. Um, I'll go, go San Francisco and go with the history. So I'm going to take San Francisco and take the under in this one. I'm hoping I'm not wrong, but last week, you never know what's going to happen in this one. But San Francisco and the under is going to be my pick. All right.
0: Next up, I was just entering some of the over unders. He's taking San Francisco.
1: Uh-huh. And the under? And the under in this one.
0: All right. And next up, we got Denver at L.A. Chargers. The Chargers dropped a big one last week to Houston at home. And now they're going to the division rival Denver still trying to drag their dead leg of a team into the playoffs. Um, I really don't see how they get it done with Drew lock. They're getting six and a half points at home and it's 46 and a half over under. I'm taking the Chargers here. I don't know if they're getting equal or back, but there's no reason why this team shouldn't be able to beat Denver on the road. Um, it's a division game. Justin Herbert usually plays very, very well in those, and I see him being able to come through in this one. So I'm going to give this one to the Chargers, and this is going to be. Actually, no, I'm not even going to put this in as a lock. I'm going to put I'm going to take the under on this one, and I'm
1: going to take the Chargers. Go ahead, Ann. Well, Chargers are upset from last week. They want to get that stink off. They see their um their division rivals. They see the division rivals don't have an actual quarterback to play with. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to take their frustrations, they take their anger out on these guys who they have to face twice a week. They're going to show that they are actually going to be a team to be reckoned with in the playoffs. They got to get themselves right. I'm going to take the charges as well, but I'm going to take the charges in the over because I want to. I want I think um, Herbert is going to actually score those points, and Deborah's is going to try to stay in the game. But I can see both teams racking up over 46 points. Most of it is going to be the charges. So give me the charges and give me the over in this one.
0: You got the Chargers in the over. Yes, yeah, so they're going, they're going
1: Lysol to light all the mess out of on um, Denver.
0: <clears throat> you got the Chargers in the over on that one. And we got Arizona at Dallas. Arizona has been slipping and falling and they cannot get up. Give me Dallas laying at five and a half at home. That is going to be an easy one. And the over under is 41 and a half. Arizona's defense has just gone to sleep. I do not know what happened, but they are just off. They're off, off, off. Dallas has been lighting teams up. That beatdown that they put on the second-to-last Monday night game was kind of terrible. I kind of cut off the game after halftime, and their defense (laughs) is just able to get turnovers after turnovers after turnovers. If you're a Cowboys fan, you got to be right on high right now because this is a 12-win team, and they haven't had a 12-win team in a long time. So I just got to say I got to give it to Dallas. Um, I'm going to take Dallas in the over. This is going to be my third lock of the week.
1: Just copy and paste Paste my picker as the same. I'm going to take a and over. I'm not picking. I'm going to keep saying this. thing, I'm going to keep saying this until he to actually make me want to give him more respect. I'm not picking David the Gnome in Arizona. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep calling him David the Gnome. And if you don't know who he is, look him up. He's old Nickelodeon character. But David the Gnome over here versus Dallas. I'm picking Dallas. They, uh, they have the. The bomb squad and the receivers, they got the bomb squad and the running back. They got the team to actually beat, and they actually have a quarterback who is actually at the right height, you know, to have to peek over the fence. So give me Dallas and give me the over in this one. It's going to be a slaughterhouse. Right now, um, I'm going to keep calling this. David the Gnome is not playing up to his his draft status.
0: All right, next up. we in got my he, he was the number one overall pick, so he's got a lot to live up to. You know, he's got big shoes to fill.
1: Oh, you, did you forget the Carolina game? Because
0: I didn't. No, no, we're going, we're doing the Carolina game right now. Oh, okay. Because okay. the Saints still have a good shot at the playoffs, because the Saints are seven and eight. Carolina is five and ten, and they are definitely out of it. Carol- New Orleans is favored by six and a half points at home. Carolina is I still don't even know if they who they're going to start. And they're still um asking questions about Matt Rule's going to be there next year.
1: No, no, Sam Donald's actually gonna start. I saw that in um bleacher, bleacher thing. Yep, he's being to starter for this
0: week. Okay, so if the Saints can win this game, they're actually still back in the playoffs. Um, I don't know if Taysom Hill is healthy, but I do believe that he is back and he is playing. They activated him off the list as of the 28th, Um, so they do have a quarterback that's better than Ian Book. that won't just start at the game straight with interceptions. He's actually the oldest quarterback on the roster right now, Taysom Hill. Trevor Simeon may have seven years of experience, but he's 30, so that means he actually got to the league sooner than Taysom Hill did, who got to the league at twenty-four. I would lean towards Taysom Hill. There's no way that they're going to lose this game. Carolina, at this point, basically has no defense. They still have Alvin Kamara, just on the strength of Kamara, and Traquan Smith playing. And Marquez Callaway is actually still doing his thing. You know, He hasn't had that breakout second year that I expected him to have. So I'm kind of disappointed. I probably won't draft him next season unless um, my boy Jameis Winston comes back. But I'm going to lean towards New Orleans to cover on this one. Um, not a solid pick, but I do like him. And I'll take the over on this one. It's 42 and a half on the over-under.
1: Well, I'm going with the under in this one. I'm still picking the all I mean, even if it's Sam Donald versus Eon Book, I still think Eon Book is actually going to win this game. I do not trust Sam Donald. He lost all confidence with the Jets. He's lost confidence without his actual quarterback, CMC, in the backfield. Without him there, he ain't, he ain't shit. So, you know, I'm just going to call that call as is. is. I'm not sugarcoating it. He ain't shit. Soon, sooner later, Sam Donald is going to be somebody's backup in this NFL, not on the Jets, not on the, on the Panthers, because, you know, this year, what's the name rules might get actually fired, you know, after this. But I'm going to go with New Orleans on this one. I'm taking them. I'm taking the under, even if your on book starts. Still bet it. Put money on that. But I'm not going to put this in my lock. Actually, you know what? I am actually going to put this as my lock of the week.
0: This is going to be your last one, just so you know.
1: Yes, this is going to be my last one. I was thinking about picking Seattle as my lock of the week, but I'm going to go with this one.
0: You're sure? All right. And you got Kansas City. I have you at Buffalo and I have you at New Orleans. What are the other two?
1: Let me see. I had the Jets, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and Buffalo.
0: Philly. That's who it was. I like the Philly pick even though I went against it. Um, I'm not very sure about the Washington football team, but, you know, they've been coming through in games when they should have been, and Philly hasn't covered a ton of games this season. Although Dallas has been money all year. All year. What are you going to say?
1: No, I was just going to say, I can't wait to – Washington is one of the teams I can't wait to see them with a real quarterback.
0: <laughs> Seriously.
1: Just think if Aaron Rodgers actually decided to go over there.
0: He could actually do it. They don't have great wide right receivers, but Terry McLaurin is good enough and Tyler Heineke is, you know, so-so. They're definitely going to end up drafting another QB. I would expect Kenny Pickett to be on that team. He's the kind of guy that they would draft, either him or Sam Howell, if they get a high enough pick. They kind of need to lose a few more games to get him, that quarterback, coming out of – um. UNC, who actually lost their ball game, but I don't believe Howell played. He's saving up his arm to uh, get drafted fifth or fourth overall. What are you going to say?
1: No, I was just going to say what happens if Aaron Rodgers decide to pull a LeBron James type of thing, go over there So, say, you know what, I want to get on um, Devontae Adams to follow me over, you know, and have Washington just trade the two first-round picks this year, next year, whatever.
0: Well, over I'm going to be talking about Rodgers um, a little bit later in my shout-outs, but we're going to get to that.
1: Leave I'm, I'm going to tease,
0: tease that right now. Uh, okay. next up, we got Detroit at Seattle for one of the four o'clock games, for the five four o'clock games that they have going on. I think it's Houston, Denver, Carolina. Somehow Carolina's playing the four o'clock game, which makes no sense to me. But Houston, Denver, Carolina, New Orleans, the Chargers, and, oh, yeah, and the Lions are the last one. And we got the eight o'clock game with the Vikings and the Packers. But I'm going to be taking Detroit at home, getting seven against the um, against the Seahawks. They just haven't been able to get it done. And the fact that they lost to Chicago outright, I could see them not covering, but I could not see them losing to the Bears. I gotta be honest. Which is why they were one of my locks of the week. So I'm locking in Detroit with my last lock of the week. Well Detroit at home really, getting seven is pretty money.
1: Yeah, I definitely I definitely would normally on a normal NFL season, I would have picked that. But uh, uh, for some reason, I have uh, um, bad luck picking Detroit. Every time I pick Detroit, they wind up um, losing. Every time I don't pick Detroit or, you know, just whoever Whiffled or whatever, they might actually find a way to win or actually pull out a good game where they could have won. So I'm going to take Seattle on this one. Hopefully my bad luck switches over to them because I want them to actually lose it so the just can get a better pick. But I'm going to take <laughs> Seattle on the under in this one. Hopefully they can, you know, they can pull, you know, they can actually maybe do some things, maybe make my pick look good. Either way, I could win. Either my picks look good and I'll win this one, or my pick is bad and, you know, to just get a better pick. Either way, I'll be happy. Take a Seattle on this one and taking the under.
0: And now we have the John Madden Sunday night football game coming up. Because I believe he was the one that kind of started doing this with, um, after Pat Summerall retired, he started doing, he started working with Al Michaels, right? Right. And this is the last couple of games that he actually did. It was this one that I believe was the last Super Bowl that CBS ever – no, the last Super Bowl that NBC ever did. He was the uh, guy calling the game, which was pretty epic. I can't believe he stepped away 11 years ago. It feels so much longer than that,
1: you know? Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: But this is his wow. game. This is What, what were you going to say?
1: No, I was going to say this is not going to be no, nobody else like him. Ever, I don't think oh, so. No. He's a legend. These other guys, you know, they can make they, they're very good or whatever, but there's no, there's no, there's no coming close to Madden.
0: 103 wins as an NFL head coach. Got started at 32 as a head coach, and retired at basically 44, which is kind of amazing to me. And has the winning highest winning percentage of any coach who's coached over 100 games. Won 103 games in I want to say 11 seasons. And back then he was only playing 14 game seasons. So he didn't have the extra benefit of having two extra games every year, like Belichick has. He was playing 14 game seasons and he has 103 wins in 11 seasons, which means That's he never had a losing. Legendary. He never had a losing record. Never, never once. Never lost.
1: That's legendary. And they definitely got to name something after him.
0: Exactly. Now the only benefit of this Green Bay Minnesota game, Minnesota's at home getting six and a half. Dalvin Cook is playing. The over-under is 47 and a half. Green Bay's defense has been on fire, but I believe in Dalvin Cook. They have a better running game. A.J. Dillon's a really good runner, but Minnesota always finds a way to win, except when they finally lose Chicago, but I think they're going to win this game they're going to sneak for the playoffs and save Kirk Cousins another year getting overpaid by a team that he doesn't deserve to be on. And Mike Zimmer's a good coach, so he's probably going to stick around for another season or two. So I'm going to take Minnesota getting six and a half. I think they'll be, they'll probably cover. They actually have a shot at winning. So i play the money line on this. I believe Minnesota is plus 210 or 190. So if you could work it into a two or three game parlay, that's a good play for you. A lot of value there. Get ahead, and
1: Well, this is the Packers. They're my home. Give me, give me Mr. Toes and quite knowing how to trick the, the media about his COVID and, you know, getting it over. Give, give me that. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me old man Rodgers. Oh, did you see that thing? Oh, man, I can't remember it now. Because yeah, it was going to be part of my shout out to him. What's the name ripped them apart and they posted in a group?
0: Hold uh, it, hold it, stifle yeah, yeah, yourself. It. Don't worry about it. I, I, I I'll bring it up later. I will ah, bring it up later.
1: Good. We'll just keep that quiet. But give me okay. Mr. Old Man, give me Mr. Old Man Green Rogers, and you know, and was big toe and the over in this one. Let's let's go to the next game because I want to hear this.
0: And I believe for the final Monday night football game of the season, because I don't think they do Monday night football in week 18, or are they doing okay. a double?
1: I don't know because this is a new. Is a this is the first time they're actually going to be doing it. So it's I be- know.
0: Are they doing the Manning cast?
1: I hope so. I really hope so. But all, I, all I, they might I do be it. Be honest. The reason I think they might do it because this yeah. is going to be. This might be Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Heinz Field. Should be his last game. Period. Yeah, yeah, it should be. But it he, should the way he was talking about his press conference, down. they said that he might actually retire after this year.
0: Listen, man, he's been playing since two thousand four. Okay. Yeah, the people. The people. I graduated the college graduate. in two thousand four.
1: I actually will remember when he got drafted. This was in Madison Square Garden. I was sitting there in the front row. It was him, Eli Manning, and Phillip Rivers. Two of them are gone already.
0: He needs to go, too. Phillip Rivers played his last season last year. And actually, if you ask me, he probably could have played another one. It's just that after, what, 17 years, he was like, I'm done. I'm good. You know,
1: that, you know Indianapolis okay. was actually begging him to come back, too, right?
0: Yeah, I know. But then they got wet. Hey, listen, they went out and got Carson Wentz. They made it work. No, I'm talking about just the week. Oh, they were trying to get Philip Rivers. They wanted to come back, game. come back and play one game. Yeah, because
1: what's the name? Because um, uh, Winston was supposed to have be, been out, or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's a home game too, so maybe it's one of them Kyrie deals. He just plays all the home games. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we got Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is getting three points at home as the underdogs. Cleveland, who basically has no offensive passing game anymore, um, I don't even know who their quarterback is going to be. I know he didn't play last week. Was that? Um, um, Mayfield? Man, Mayfield, who apparently is people has has people like hate on them hard hard. They only yeah, lost they by two to points to the Packers. I don't know why. Like, yeah, he, he actually got oh Baker Mayfield got death threats last week after the after the loss. Through two touchdowns before interceptions, Nick Chubb had 126 yards. So if he can do that to the Packers, who actually have a much better and healthier defense, Nick Chubb is going to destroy the Steelers. Um, ben Roethlisberger is not going to win his last game at home unfortunately uh, I take some joy in this but because I was watching some old Tosh.0 and he was just ripping it in consistently consistently around that time all the allegations and you know what I agree with them. go Cleveland go Baker go Nick Chubb this is the only time you're ever going to hit me cheering for Baker Mayfield go dog pound give me the Browns the <laughs> three points and the under Wait, Actually, wait. the over 38.38 and a half. What's wait. up?
1: But you call it allegations. I'm going to call it what it is because this is how we used to call it back in the days. We call it rapist Ben. Yeah, was just keep calling. Let's, let's stick with that. You know, they was calling him a rapist back then. You know, I know this is PCP. Um, 2021 about to be 2022 next year. But you know, it was just allegations. You know, he had little troubles or whatever. I'm putting the quotations around that. But no, no, he was called a rapist back then. We kept on going on you know, it. Allegedly,
0: allegedly,
1: allegedly. No, yeah, allegedly, my ass. He was a fucking rapist. You know, he did he did the deed. But anyway. I'm gonna think, I'm gonna go with you know if Ray if Ray Lewis can go out in the sun, you know you know with his burning ass, I think you know oh Ben Rosson, Ben Roethlisberger can go out with a with a bang, you know with with his raping raping behind. So I'm gonna take Pittsburgh. I'm gonna take the over, and Ben Roethlisberger can go out into the sun <laughs> on Heinz Field because it, you know terrible towels all over the place. They're gonna be cheering him on. You're gonna have his team fighting for him, whatever making it look good mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. final ending because, you know, if he actually makes the playoffs, it's going to be slaughterhouse and they're going to be one and done. So I'm going to go with Ray Berger and I'm going to go with the over.
0: All right. This is the lowest over 100 of the week at 38 and a half. So I think betting the over here is pretty successful because even when the Browns played the Packers and they only managed to get 22 points, they gave up 24 to the Packers. So that'd be a pretty easy over. Um, these teams met when the Browns met the uh, – Steelers. I want to well, let me go look at this real quick. When the Browns played the Steelers earlier in the year, they still have a game against Cincinnati in order to get into the playoffs anyway. So that's going to be a tough win. This was a 10 to 15 game that the Browns lost at home. Wow. That was Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Baker Mayfield had no touchdowns, no interceptions, and Nick Chubb did not play. And also, Odell Beckham Jr. I don't believe played in that game either.
1: Yeah, I don't so that's think he cared at that moment.
0: That's how bad it was. That's how bad it was for both teams. Um, Najee Harris had 91 yards and a touchdown. Oh, Nick Chubb did play in that game. He had 61 yards and no TDs. Dearness Johnson scored. And, yeah, although Beckham Jr. had one catch for six yards. Because, you know, Big Memphis is such a great QB. They got Jarvis Landry. They got David Njoku. They know how to play this team. If the head coach uh, – who's the head coach of the Browns?
1: Um. I forgot the guy's name already. I was about to say Kevin S- S- Sefancy, but I, no, it I is Stefanski, but no, it's Stefanski. I was about
0: to say Freddie Kitchens, so I knew it was oh, no, one no, no. Uh, Freddy-
1: yeah, Freddie Kitchens on some other team. That's yeah, some
0: Freddie, Freddie Kitchens is somebody else's OC, but Freddie Kitchens looks like a head, 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 head coach. Kevin Stefanski, I don't know, He's a, <laughs>
1: a football, a football <laughs> yeah. coach. Yeah, the Browns need a coach,
0: but um, yeah, I just I just have more faith in Stefanski and being able to scheme in the offense and not you know losing this game. Teams don't usually get swept during the season, even though the Bills amazingly lost at home like that to the pass and everybody was shocked. Everybody forgets they came back into Buffalo. They came back into New England last week and beat them down on them. They never gave them a chance. They never let them up. And I think Cleveland's going to do that. And Cleveland's defense really does not like Pittsburgh Steelers, which is why they really can't get off any runs, what are you going to say?
1: No, I was going to say also on the side, since this might be Ben Ro- Rosenberger's last game, I wouldn't be surprised that NFL pitches in a little bit and helped with a little zebra help. So you never know what that's going to uh-huh. happen. So look out for that. I can see a lot of this is BS. What are happen having? Mm-hmm. Just to so get Pittsburgh to win this g- final game.
0: Their offensive line is hard, and they may be able to slide protection towards Garrett, but they're not going to be able to stop the linebackers blitzing from the other side, which helps. So you don't have to be great when, you, when you're doubling one guy on one side, even without um, – uh, what's my guy's name? One want the helmet tackle just popped up people's helmets. Even with. um,
1: well, I was about to say Gary, but it's not Miles Garrett.
0: Um, it's not Miles Garrett, but we know the defensive end who's hurt on the other side. And TJ Watt is still playing through injuries. So he may not be as effective as he always can be. So that's why I'm taking Cleveland on the lane three on the road. And that is it this week for the well, NFL picks. Where are you going to that?
1: Before you give me a shout outs, so I just want to give my one shout out here. Oh, um, I just want I just want to give my shout out to Ron Milton, whatever. He's 1-0. He was never been a head coach. First time he came out, he actually beat a, a so-called former head coach, you know, in, um, in Jacksonville. He doesn't even deserve to have his name there. But, you know, Ron Milton got the Jets together. We put it together and beat the number one um overall draft pick in Trevor Lawrence and beat that team. Yeah, they could have maybe came back, but there was no way. Give, it, shout, give a shout-out to Ron Milton. That was a feel-good story on this one. That was my yes. only shout-out this week, because I know you're going to lay the smack down on this.
0: Well, that was very nice of you to do that. You had a generous shout-out. But I'm going the other way, as usual. <laughs> and um, I'm shouting out my guy, Dominique Foxworth, for former NFL Player Association president, Harvard That's... Business School graduate, and one of the best people on ESPN that I always enjoyed watching. Just laying waste into Aaron, Aaron Rodgers for a solid... Two minutes and like fifty-eight seconds. I haven't timed it out yet, but that feels appropriate if you've seen it. And just Dan Graziano just laughing with Rob Nick and Vince on the other side, like I ain't in this, checking his phone, <laughs> on, tweeting, doing something. He was just giving Aaron Rodgers business for like two and a half minutes straight, or two minutes and fifty-eight seconds. I mean, let me keep that correct right there. Just land him talking about this guy wants you bleed, bleed. He's a underdog. Meanwhile, he actually has a number one receiver, and I don't mean on the team. I mean in the league. In Devonte Adams, just destroying people. He actually has a quality defense. Defense is top 10. He has no excuses this year. They traded away Randall Cobb was a slot receiver. I don't get why he missed him so much. They've given you everything you wanted. took like that one time when they drafted the quarterback and you got upset and you were like, well I won an MVP, so I guess they got to bring me back. And they just praised him all season and yada yada yada. And it was it was epic. It was epic and masterful and much better than I'm giving him credit for right now. And probably better than I could do. But you know what? Maybe I need to prepare more statements and really get into this. But to get paid for it, I really got to get to that level. And uh, sh- shout out to you, sir. Salute to you. I'm just sharing it's Aaron Rodgers, which as a Bears fan so- I love, but I do respect the game. Man's good. We don't dislike you because you got COVID or you didn't want to get the vaccine. We like you because you lied about it. You lied. You told us you were <laughs> immunized. We still don't even know what that means. We still got jokes about that.
1: Hey, maybe it's like the Clorox thing that um, Trump was talking about last year, you know. Um,
0: Jesus. (laughs) Anyway, my my family was still joking about that during Thanksgiving with the whole immunized and the whole COVID toe and all of that stuff. And um, (laughs) honestly, I hope everybody's healthy for playoffs. I hope everybody is immunized, whatever you got to do to stay healthy. Apparently, Kurt um, Cousins, Kurt Cousins has the um, healthiest immune system because he's the only Fx player I know that has gone basically the entire season without ever having to enter the COVID-19 protocols. So either he washes his hands constantly or he's just impenetrable. He's the Dwight Schrute of the NFL. He doesn't get sick because he just has a superior immune system. That's why he he's has Im- he He's health immunized. Insurance.
1: He's immunized.
0: I don't know what he's got, but, um, yeah, he my man is protected. Or maybe he's lying and he is and he is vaccinated. We just don't know. He doesn't want to come out and take that heat, but it is what how, it is.
1: How you like that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. How you like that? <laughs> And shout out to Kyrie Irving for somehow getting paid to play half his games and having his teammates actually have his back, even with that number one record in the East. It's kind of wild. Um, I want to see how he's going to end up playing the rest of the game. And I like the fact that he admitted. He finally owned up. He's like, you know what? I knew what the consequences were. I just wasn't really prepared for it. I didn't think they was really going to do that. And they did. And he was like, you know what? I'm, yeah, he came back to the game. He was like, he, he really wanted to play. So I hope he gets in shape. So I want to see him play. I want to see him play well. I want to see him uh, lose at full strength to, you know, the Bucks this year. So that'll oh, be interesting to see. Or when Miami.
1: It to, when it comes to Kyrie, Aaron Rodgers, and all these other players that is not vaccinated, you know what? I actually will want them to actually get as much information as possible, much education as possible. You know, hmm. I don't want them to force them to, you know, get your shots, whatever. I don't want to be one of those people. No, don't get educated. Get, get your, no, get fully educated because, you know, I, you know, don't want them, you know. If they can, if they can get past it, whatever. The only reason these guys are surviving is because they they're very healthy. If those, if those fat asses like my ass, you know, they they might be they might be six feet under right now.
0: You're not wrong. I mean, it's 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 wiping out people. Like, I will say this: the, the rare cases of people in their 20s getting sick and not recovering is kind of out there. That's why I had to shout out to Asia Durr for being able to finally overcome this after being like a first round pick for the New York Liberty. And shout-out to Becky uh, Hammond, who's finally going to be a head coach for the Las Vegas Aces, a team that was in the WNBA finals two years ago. She's going to be coaching Ajahn Wilson, who is a future MVP. So shout-out to them. I do actually follow the WNBA. And if you bet on sports and if you like sports in general, women's basketball is getting it done. And they don't put the lines out accurately. So if you follow it closely, you can make a lot of money, a lot, a lot, a
1: lot, (laughs) lot, a lot of money. See, now I'm going to have to watch the WNBA now.
0: And those games are on a lot. And as they put them on more, we will watch them more, which is why they have the best ratings two years in a row. So put more WNBA games on national TV. Stop being dirtbags and be fair. If you put it on, you know I'm going to watch. Yeah, they do. And they post stuff a lot more. So it's like watching 90s basketball, and it's really good. It is genuinely good. And I I loved watching the women in the Olympics this past summer put the B.M. down on everybody. That game they had against China or Korea, oh, my God. It was ridiculous. They had like a a six-foot like a 5'10 center jumping up against Brittany ground like six foot eight it was ridiculous <laughs> it was ridiculous dog but anyways these shout outs are gone on for way too long and um thank y'all for listening all season we're gonna get y'all with next week with the last week and we out happy new Year. happy new year merry christmas everybody this is the last show of 2021 we'll see you in 2022 peace peace